the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Come with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 51. You know, 5th December is a special day. Amen. It's a special day of thanksgiving unto God. And I want you to get a right perspective so that you can give thanks appropriately. The Bible says it's a good thing to give thanks to God and to sing praises unto his name. Most high. To sing of his loving kindness and his faithfulness every night. Then the Bible also talks about in everything. Somebody say in everything. Saying everything. Give thanks for this is the will of God for you in Christ. We want to look at what the Bible says here in the book of Isaiah 51 verse 11. Therefore the redeemed. Somebody say therefore. Say therefore. The redeemed of the Lord shall return. Somebody say they shall return. Say they shall return. The redeemed of the Lord shall return. And come where? To Zion. They shall come with singing unto Zion. So they will return. They will come to a place. And they will come in with a certain attitude. A number of things are coming out clear here. There is a certain group of people God is expecting to return. They call them the redeemed. Somebody say the redeemed. There is a group that must return. They are the redeemed. Not everybody will return, but those who acknowledge God's redemption will return. He says, the redeemed shall return. And they will not just return and stay in their houses. They will not just return and watch online. They will not just return and just uh, uh, play around. They return and come to Zion. Praise God. They will come to Zion. And when they come, they come not with their mouth closed. They come with singing. They will come with a song on their lips. May you return on the 5th of December with a song on your lips. The Bible said they will return with singing. With singing. With singing. With singing. Enter his gaze with thanksgiving. Come into his cause with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. He says they will return. And when they return, everlasting joy shall be upon their head. Amazing joy shall be your portion. Then said they shall obtain. Somebody said they shall obtain. Now he's showing you how to come and return with something. Come with singing to Zion. And as you do so, you shall obtain gladness and joy. Not only will you obtain something, but something will leave you. Listen, whatever sorrow, what has been a source of sorrow, whatever has been a source of sign for you in 2021, it will not end the year with you. I said it shall not end the year with you. God will exchange it with laughter for you. You will end the year on the note of laughter. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. You shall obtain joy and gladness. Joy and gladness. And when you obtain joy and gladness, sorrow and mourning and sign will flee away from you. I see them leave your camp. I say them leave your camp. In the mighty name of Jesus. So how we return matters. Somebody say how we return matters. And today and next week, I want to teach on come let us return. Let us return with thanks. Let us return with let us return with let us return with thanks. Let us return with thanks. How are we to return? Now it happened. Luke chapter 17 verse 11 to 19. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, they met him ten men who were lepers. Take note of who were. Somebody say who were. Say who were. It's very important that you know the state you met God in. Remember that state. Don't forget that state. He said, they met him ten men who were lepers. At the time of their meeting with Christ, they were lepers. They were lepers. I don't know where you were when you met the Lord. Or when he came for you. Most of the time we say, I found the Lord. You didn't find him. He found you. He found you. God was never missing. You were missing. The prodigal son <laughs> didn't find the father. The father found him. Yeah. The Bible said, ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. Leprosy was a very, very serious disease under the Old Testament. Under the Old Testament, if you were a leper, you were not allowed to come in the midst of people. As a leper, you were denied access. And they were human beings. In other words, you are not considered as a legitimate human being. You are almost like an incomplete human being. Because when human beings gather, you are not allowed to come in the midst of them as a leper. Lepers were not allowed to be associated with human beings. So, they had a place where they were kept. And if by accident you happen to appear amongst people or you went to a place where human beings were, you have to announce your presence from several uh, uh, meters away. Let them know that you are coming. Because anybody who touched the leper was made unclean. So you have to be in that state. So when you are coming, if you are coming from Santasi runabout to this place, the moment you hit the runabout, you have to start shouting, I am a leper! I am a leper! I am a leper! So that they will clear the way for you. That's how it is. It was in the Old Testament. So you were not counted among people. Today, your sickness and my sickness, before we came to Christ, our sickness was not that of leprosy. There was something that was more devastating, more damaging, more disastrous, and more risky than leprosy. We call it sin. Somebody say sin. The Bible says, for the Lord's hand is not as short, but your sins and your iniquities are separated. What separated man from God was not leprosy. What separated man from God is sin. Somebody say sin. We see that in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 11 to 19. Let's see that scripture because it helps you to get a better perspective. Most of us so quickly forget where we have come from. In the book of Ephesians 2 verse 11, the Bible says, Therefore remember, somebody say remember, New International Version. Therefore remember that formerly you were Gentiles, formerly you were a leper. 
Formerly you were a leper. Who were you formerly? Some of us were prostitutes formerly. Some of us were thieves formerly. Unfortunately, some people are even still thieves. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Some of us were cheats formerly. You see, all of us, we have had a certain formerly. Somebody say formerly. Say formerly. Yeah, that's it. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. The reason why you are new is because you used to be old. And in your old state, there was something you used to be. This is it. We are going to thank God. But you see, our thanksgiving must always be directed to the most important things. When you read the book of Psalm 103, verse 1 to 5, the church has gone through a lot of phases. And we are still going through a phase. And most of the time, when it's time for thanksgiving, people sit down and they they don't tell themselves the truth or they don't have a better appreciation of the deeds of God in their lives. You are not able to thank God like they have to. Look at what the Bible says. David said, praise the Lord. The King James says, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget. Somebody say forget. Say forget. He said, and forget not all his benefits. Somebody say, I remember. Forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. Then he started them. Who gave me a brand new car? Oh, say it. He gave me a brand new car. He gave me a brand new wife. He gave me a, a duplex. He gave me a house. He gave me a contract. He gave me a child. Who forgiven all thy who healed all thy who redeemed thy life from who crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercies valuable stuff loving kindness and tender mercies how many of us have never needed the mercy of God to go through another day his mercies are new every morning you see the good thing about God is that God does not just give us what we want he does because he said no good thing will he withhold from them that walk upright. God has gives us the things we want. But God gives us usually the things that are most important to us. There are many things you think you cannot do without in life. There are many things you think you can do without in life. But God knows that you can do without them. God knows. So Paul said remember. Somebody say Paul remember. Say Remember. Remember how you used to be. We are just talking about the lepers. The lepers. Because the lepers stood afar off. If you look at the context you are reading, they stood afar off. I want you to see yourself at one point in your life standing afar off. Take me back to Ephesians there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say they stood afar off. While we wait for them to take us there. Who stood afar off? afar off. Never forget where you used to stand though. Are you with me here? Never forget. A lot of people walk in pride and arrogance. Never forget. Never forget. Sometimes we, we walk in arrogance and pride to people God has used to bless our lives. People God has used to speak into our lives. All of a sudden because where we stand has changed. Praise God. Where you stand has changed. When you came to this church fresh you should not forget where you used to sit and where you used to stand. And how you came. Praise the Lord. I remember one time somebody came to me and was telling me about how he came. I had actually forgotten 
Praise the Lord. He's doing so. I've forgotten. And he told me how he came. And where I walked with him to. When he came. Somebody say, don't forget. I don't know whether next week I should teach on the danger of forgetfulness. I don't know. I don't know. Because some of us have forgotten some things that has cost us. Yeah. Some of the things that you are dealing with is not prayer. It's just one person whom you may have forgotten. David came to the throne and he will not forget Mephibosheth. Because his father literally gave up his place for him to have a place. You should never forget. See, almost all my life as a pastor, one common sin I have seen in church is not fornication. It's ingratitude. Ingratitude. I'm telling you, ingratitude. Sometimes it comes through the worst people speak. Ingratitude. But that's not the sin that we preach about most of the time, do we? No, 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 we don't. We don't. We don't. Be grateful. Turn to your neighbor and say, be grateful. Be grateful. And I want to show you seven things about gratitude. Seven things that makes gratitude a very important. He said, remember that you were once Gentiles, excluded. Somebody say excluded. Say excluded. Who? Excluded. Ah, excluded. There were many things you were excluded from. What were some of those things? He said you were excluded. You were Gentiles. You were excluded. Verse 12. Excluded. Excluded from citizenship in Israel. Foreigners to the covenant of promise. Without hope and without God in the world. For he himself. Verse 13. But now in Christ. Somebody say but now in Christ. Now I'm talking about the lepers. The lepers were excluded. They were apart. But when they met Jesus, their position changed. Listen, your position will change before the year ends. In the mighty name of Jesus, your amen is very weak. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away, they stood afar, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. You know, under the Old Testament, if a leper was cleansed, they had to use a Pour blood on you, touch you some part of your body with when you go to Leviticus, you see all of those things. But we through the blood, our leprosy of sin has been taken care of. He said, For he himself is our peace, who has made two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. Verse 15. He said, By setting aside in his flesh the law with its commandment and regulation, his purpose was to create himself one humanity, one. Out of two, thus making peace. Verse 16, let's read it together. In one body to reconcile both. Okay. Great. Verse 17. He came and preached peace to you who were where? far away. Somebody say far away. And peace to those who were near. Verse 18. He says, for through him we both have access to the Father. These guys were denied access. They had no access. Where human beings met, they couldn't go there. Where rich people met, they couldn't go there. Where people dressed in a certain way went, they couldn't go there. Where people who were sane went, they couldn't go there. But through Christ, we have access. Somebody say, I have access. Oh, 
I have access. I have access. And then he said, verse 19, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and are also members of God's household. Why is it so critical that a life of gratitude and thanksgiving must be your identity? Number one, because it is good. Somebody say it is good. I'm using seven G's. One is good. Somebody say it's good. The Bible said it's a good thing to give thanks to God. It's a good thing. And I said in the first service that it's good to give thanks to God. Not only to God, but to people God also uses to be a blessing to you. It's good to say thank you. It's good. It's good. It's a good thing. So when you are shown kindness and you don't return with thanks, it's bad. Somebody say it's bad. You remember when the single leper came, Jesus said, 10 people stood, 10 people cried out, one person returned. Then Jesus said, where are the nine? I know the number I dealt with. I know the number of prayers I have answered this year. I know the number of people I have visited this year. I know the people I have delivered from accident this year. I know the people that could have gone down with COVID and how I preserved all of them this year. I know every one of them. I know people who should have been laid off this year. I know people who have lost their jobs this year. But I kept them at post. Where are the rest of them? Where are the rest of them? I pray you will not be found among the nine. Listen, in your lifetime, you are most likely to be confronted with more ungrateful people than grateful people. Out of ten, nine came. If you don't understand this principle, you'll be bitter. You'll be bitter. I've met people who are very bitter because they were a blessing to people. They helped a lot of people. And then at the time of need, they expected a reciprocation and most of the people didn't show up and they are bitter. You have to understand this principle. Jesus healed 10. One return. You see, as you understand this principle, you use it to guard your heart. So you don't become bitter. When people don't show you their appreciation. I've heard preachers preach and you can only tell that this man is a bitter man. Praise God. Bitter man. A husband talk and you can see this is a bitter husband. Bitterness is so difficult to hide. Am I communicating here? I met people who are actually bitter and they are denying it and there is no worse way to remain in the dungeon of bitterness than to live in denial of bitterness. The cheapest way to remain perpetually in the dungeon of bitterness is to deny it. When you are bitter, tell, listen, Pastor James, what you did, I didn't like it. I'm really disappointed in what you did, but I forgive you. Oh, I'm not bitter. I'm fine. I'm okay. It's a lie. The thing is eating you up. And when you open your mouth, you will know. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Am I communicating here? Yeah. God, there is nothing that cuts people off grace. The Bible says, lest any of you be denied the residue of God's grace. Lest any root of bitterness growing up destroy you. Most of the time, we think that the people we are bitter against will be destroyed. No, you are the one destroying yourself. You are the one destroying yourself. Unfortunately, the people that sometimes we have a bitterness against them because their hearts are free, they seem to be enjoying life even more. And that worsens your plight in bitterness. It's just like your wife doing something against you or you doing something against your wife and you have forgotten about the thing and she's still harboring the thing and keeping it. When you smile, she's angry. <laughs> when you eat and you're happy, she's not happy. You see, every time you are bitter against a person, you are expecting the worst to come to them. 
And the more you expect, your disappointment worsens. When you see that your worst expectations of them is like the same thing has been turned around for good even for them. Then you want to actually go and kill them yourself. You will not live a better life. But it's a choice. You can choose to be grateful or to be better. The Bible says it's a good thing to give thanks and to sing praises unto his name. Number two, why must you be thankful? Why must you return on the field with thanksgiving? Because gratitude is a practical expression of thanksgiving. Somebody say gratitude. Yeah, the second G is gratitude. Gratitude is a practical expression of thanksgiving. There are people who say, I'm grateful. Your husband takes you out, buys you some nice dress or something, and then when you come back, in my heart, I'm very grateful to my husband. Yeah. You are grateful. It's true you are grateful in your heart. But there is no way. There is only one man the last time I checked can see what is in people's hearts. It is God. All of us, to know what is in people's hearts, they must speak. They must what? They must speak. All of the rest of us. Prophet Samuel. He said, God does not see as we see. If prophets are looking by the sight of their eyes, then ordinary people will even be tempted to look on the sight in the natural. It's a practical expression. Somebody say practical expression. There is no way you cannot be grateful genuinely in your heart and not express it with your mouth. It's not genuine. If you are really, really thankful in your heart, you should express it with your mouth. When your wife serves you food and you are thankful in your heart, your mouth must say it. Yeah. Or anybody who serves you food. Yeah. Your mouth must say it. Or even if you serve yourself the food, somebody cooked it. Am I communicating here? Yeah. So one of the things that I have personally decided to do, I will say thanks before the food and after the food. Yeah. Because I don't know how to cook. Yeah. Yeah. And even if I knew how to cook, using my time to cook is not uh, very strategic. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I told you earlier. It's not strategic. So anybody who steps in to do that for me, I must be very grateful. Because it's an essential commodity for my existence. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word which proceeds from the mouth of God. Somebody say an Amen. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And because this is adult service, men, after sex, say thank you. Women, after sex, you also say thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah. 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 I know it's only Monsieur who will give me appreciation. Because the rest of you are all pretenders. Hypocrites and pretenders. Yeah. If you want unlimited access, be thankful. Be, be thankful. Be thankful. You go, ah, then when you finish, you just turn. Shame on you. It's not godly. Ladies, don't take it for granted. It's energy. A lot of energy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, women don't easily say thank you about matters like that. Because when, you see, one of the things, I, I've counseled a, a, a number of people. Sometimes when you come, I ask, because one of the things that causes a lot of problems in relationships is gratitude. Gratitude. 
gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. The husband is expecting the wife to express gratitude in the things he does. But women sometimes may not even see it at all. You have to open your eyes to see things. Somebody say, open your eyes to see things. And then sometimes, you know, the, I like it. What the Bible says, the man who returned with thanks, he was a Samaritan. The reason why the Samaritan could say thank you because he knew he was not a Jew. He was not entitled to it. A lot of people with the sense of entitlement, you are my wife. This is one of the things you are supposed to do for me. You have done it. Why should I say thank you? You are supposed to cook for me. You have cooked. I have eaten. Why should I say thank you? After I gave you the top money. Yeah. Yeah. It is God who has had mercy on you. And giving you a wife that when you give her the top money, she uses it to cook. Because there are some wives, when they give them the top money, they use it to go and shop for themselves. Yeah, they use it to shop for themselves. And at the end of the day, the food that is cooked is not delightful. Now, you think I'm joking? You think I'm joking? You see, most of the time, because of your unique, pleasurable experiences, you seem to forget that other people are living in a different world altogether. There are some people there's nothing they don't do for their wives. But when it's night time, every time I'm tired, when you get an opportunity to be relieved twice or three times a week, thank God, oh, thank God some people six months and thank your wife, not just thank God. The thanksgiving must go to your wife. Somebody say an amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you are looking at me. Listen, I'm, I'm not talking about unbelievers. I'm talking about believers. People are born again. Christians. Every evening, I'm tired. Every evening, I'm not feeling well. Every evening. But when you want to shop, you are not tired. So when your wife is cooperative, thank her. Thank her. And when your husband also is cooperative, thank him. Thank him. Thank him. I spoke to a woman last year. She left my office with tears. Three months, no show. Three months, no show. When he goes to the husband, the husband will not mind. I mean, my heart was beating. Yeah. You see, it is bad when the husband is denied. But it's worse when a woman is denied. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm telling you. It's bad when a man is denied, but it's worse because... The average woman is not sex inclined. Yeah. That's not. What women look out for in relationships usually is not sex. Sex is not the first thing. They want affection. They want somebody who will be, give them security. And that's what women look for. But as for sex, for us, it's number one need. It's not a want. It's a need. How many married men are honest with me here? You don't need it. <laughs> That's why your mental performance is low. <laughs> so learn to be thankful. Gratitude. Somebody say gratitude. It's a genuine expression. Thanksgiving is a genuine expression of gratitude. Gratitude cannot be left in your heart. You just say, I'm thankful. Uh, God knows I'm thankful. Man also must know that you are thankful. Next week, if I don't do the dangers of forgetfulness, I'll show you how to, or maybe I, I can combine the two. Number three is grace. Somebody say grace. grace. 
Why must you be thankful? Because thanksgiving is a positive response to grace. Somebody say positive response. Say positive response. The grace of God has appeared unto all men, but not everyone has responded positively to it. The Bible said the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. Why is it that not everybody is enjoying the grace of God? It's because not everybody has responded positively to the grace of God. And one important way to respond to the grace of God is to be thankful. Thankful. You can read the letters of Paul and not see that. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 4 to 5. He says, I always, somebody say I always. Say I always. Woo, I always. And it's amazing how grateful people live. Most of the time, grateful people live as if they don't have problems. They have worse problems who, but they have kept their focus right. Because what complicates your problem is not your problem. It's your focus about your problem. It's not the problem. It's not the problem. Your perspective about the problem is actually the real problem. Yeah. The real problem is not the problem, but your perspective. Your view about the problem. Paul, there is no apostle living or dead who experienced the things Paul experienced. So for him to say, I always thank God. I always thank God. Ah, this guy is fake because that's what sometimes people will say. When you are addicted to thanksgiving, people will say you are, you are not genuine, you are not real. Paul was real. He says, because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. You have to be thankful. Because you see, what you are going through, but for the grace of God, you shouldn't be alive. There are people who have gone through less of what you've gone through and they've committed suicide out of it. So, when the grace of God sustains you, keeps you alive, you have to be thankful. Somebody say, I'm thankful for grace. Yeah. Grace. 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 Because I don't want to get ahead of myself. <laughs> but grace is a very powerful force. Paul said, I thank you, God, for grace. Look at Paul. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12 to 13. Let's see this from the King James Version. He said, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who had enabled me. Somebody say, enabled me. For he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Then he begins to talk about who he used to be because where I am today, I'm not supposed to be here. A lot of people are not grateful to God because they think they are qualified to be where they are. I'm qualified to have the car I have. I'm qualified to have the money I have. I'm qualified to have the wife I have. Qualified to live the house I live. I'm qualified to have the children I have. Really? If it's about qualification, there are people who have better qualifications than you. There are people who better deserve what you have. That's not what it's about. Paul said, I thank God. He has enabled me. He put me where I didn't qualify to be. That's what he's saying there. He said, Take me back to verse 12. He says, counted me faithful, putting me. Somebody say, putting me. May God put you where you need to be. Amen. I say, may God bring you to where you need to be. Amen. The race is not to the, the battle is not to the strong. Riches to men of understanding. Wherever you are, you are there by grace. Somebody say, I'm there by grace. You're there by grace. There by grace. Thank God for your labor. Thank God for your hard work. But the truth of the matter is that other people have labored harder than you have labored. Other people. Putting me. Then he says, my real qualification <laughs> is this. Where I am, 
who was before a blasphemer the reason i'm thanking god is because i know who i used to be yeah have you met a rich man who was poor before who is pretending he has never been poor yeah And you see, the reason why sometimes God allows us to go through a process. He didn't raise the children of Israel up in a day. He didn't make them rich overnight. No. He took them through a process. He said, I'm bringing you into a good land. And when he brought them out of the land of Egypt and taking them to Canaan, he said, I'm bringing you into a good land. A land that flows with milk and honey. But I want you to remember this. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 1. We will come back to this place. If you go through scripture again and again, it's a process. It's a process God likes to use. And he uses that process because so people will come to a place where they will acknowledge grace. Both in the Old and in the New Testament. All the commandments I'm commanding you this day go to verse number 7. For the Lord thy God, somebody say for the Lord my God, bring thee into a good land, a land of of fountains and deaths that spring out of valleys and hills. Uh-huh. 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 Continue. A land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. Thou shalt not lack anything in. A land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills thou mayest dig brass. Okay? When thou hast eaten, Uh-huh. But beware. Somebody say beware. Uh-huh. Beware. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God. In keeping his commandment and judgment. Da, 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 da. Verse 12. He says. Last when thou hast eaten and art full. And hast built goodly houses and dwell therein. And when thy heads and thy flocks multiply. And thy silver and thy gold multiply. And all that thou hast has multiplied. He says. When thy heads. Verse 14. Then thy heart be say be lifted. Listen, if you want to continue to enjoy grace, your heart must be kept where it needs to be. Praise God. Where it needs to be. People get lifted too quickly. And the reason why they get too lifted quickly is because they forget. They forget quickly. You cannot forget. You cannot forget. You cannot. You cannot. You must tell yourself, I will not forget. I cannot forget that I used to smoke. I cannot forget that. No, 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 no. I cannot forget. I cannot forget. I cannot forget that. I cannot forget. The day I smoke and then I also mix the thing up with tea and my head was turning. And they took me through the back door to uh, some prayer camp. I cannot forget that. No, 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 no. If I forget that, I will lose my passion for lost souls. Praise God. I cannot forget that. I cannot forget that. You must not forget you came to the church as a student. See where you are now. You can't forget and be talking arrogantly and proud. Humble yourself. Yeah. You came to the church single. Now you are married. You came to the church fearful. Today, you speak out with faith. Am I communicating here? You must not forget. When people forget, they act in funny ways. Don't forget. The day Satan forgot that he was created, that's where he lost his place. 
He forgot that God had set him up. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't be forgetful. This is what Apostle Paul was talking about. In 1 Timothy, let's go back there. He said, I remember I was injurious. I was a persecutor. I was a this. But I obtained mercy. Somebody say, I obtained mercy. Mercy, 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 mercy. Which the lepers also obtained. <laughs> go back. First Timothy there. First Timothy. And the grace of God. Verse 14. And the grace of God was exceeding. The grace of God. I'm talking about thanksgiving being a positive response to grace. Somebody say positive response. I said next year I will teach on positive ways to respond to grace. Yeah. Because if you don't respond to grace well, anything that God has wired you to become, you can only become it through grace. You can only become it through what? Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. The grace of God can take you so high. And the key to sustaining grace, there is no other key except humility. There is no other key except humility. 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 Because as God is taking you up, you must be bringing yourself down. That's humility. Humility is when you make a conscious choice that no matter how high God takes you, you will never take yourself so high in your mind and in your attitude. That's humility. You will never take yourself so high God, I'm free. Take me. But me, I remember. That is how David sustained the throne. He always remembered that God took him. He said, I remember when you took me from following the weeds. And he has left. He said, ah, why is he always referring to the past? Referring to the past. Listen, you don't have to completely forget the past. There's a past you must forget. There's a past you must remember. There's a positive way to relate to the past. There's a negative way to relate to the past. If relating to the past will keep you humble so that the present you are enjoying will continue, it is wisdom to keep on remembering it. Am I communicating here? Yeah. But if sticking to the past will make you powerless and immobilize and kill your initiative and your ability to move forward, let that past die. Are you with me here? Because there are things when you forget, you set yourself up for destruction. How did Nebuchadnezzar lose his place? He forgot. He spoke, they say, ah, Herod. He spoke, they say, yes, that's the voice of a God. Mumu lost it. He forgot. At that moment, he had forgotten that he was created by another person. God said, Nebuchadnezzar, I will show you level. I will show you level. I made human beings. I made animals. And when the human beings don't function the level I place them and they want to assume a level I'm not giving them, I can reduce them to the level of animals. And it's going to go down in your history that you, you were once a human being and you became an animal and you became a human being. Yeah. Pride. Pride. Why can't people express themselves freely? When they get to a have you seen that when people get into a certain status in life, they, they are not even able to express themselves in praise and worship? Oh, talk back to me. Let the chief justice enter here. He will expect a certain uh, posturing. But you don't expect that in the house of God. Protocol must accord you some respect. But the moment they accord you and finish, you must take all that respect and give it back to God. Mark communicating here. Yeah. That's not the time to be showing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody is anything before God. 
please tell yourself that nobody will tell you but tell yourself because some when somebody tells you you think that the person is trying to bring you down so tell yourself that when i enter embrace time and worship i'm a child of god i'm not the pastor when i'm on the pulpit grace to pastor comes i'm not communicating here but when we are praising god i don't have any identity what is it that you have that you did not receive what is it what is it what people get to a certain height in life they can't even dance oh they can't dance i know some people are naturally not good with the moves but there are some people they feel that where they have reached you see there's a certain mindset it's a mindset do you know pride is a mentality Pride is a mentality. So the Bible said, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. There's a way a prideful person thinks. There's a way a prideful person thinks. When a prideful person hears the word of God that rebukes him, he sees it as the pastor is attacking him. But a humble person sees that God loves him and he wants him to straighten up. When you take offense at the word of God, you are proud. Am I communicating here? You are what? Proud to take offense at the word of God. When they rebuke you at your place of work, do you take offense? After taking the offense, you still go. Somebody say positive response to grace. Listen, 2022, you will enjoy grace. You will enjoy grace. What God needs to do and what God has to do, he has to release grace. He has what? He has to release grace. Grace brings you accelerated success. Grace. 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 It is grace that by the time you are 45, you are an owner of estates. Real estate. Grace. It's grace. See, when you begin to break through at a certain level, at a certain age, it can be attributed to hard work. But when you begin to break through at a certain level, it can only be attributed to the grace of God. It gives you speed. I see you enjoy grace for you. Number four is godliness. Somebody say godliness. Godliness. Say godliness. Godliness. Show me a godly man and I will show you a grateful man. A godly man is a grateful man. An ungodly person is an ungrateful person. One of the marks of godliness is gratitude. Gratitude, 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 gratitude. Look at this. Uh, I like this. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 to 4. He's talking about imitating God. What, what God does. Give me the message version. In between the service, my spirit went to the message. He said, what, what God does. Somebody say, what, what God does. Why must you watch what God does? Then do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. Somebody say proper behavior. Okay, and he's going to tell us what is proper behavior. He said, watch what God does and then follow suit. Then he says, mostly what God does is what? Love you. Woo! May you be a lover boy. May you be a lover girl. Say an amen. Amen. And don't take your mind to where I've not sent your mind to. Could have born in 70. I can't love a boy. He said, mostly what God does is what? imagine that. So, God's greatest business is loving me. Oh, are you not excited about that? <laughs> Most people think that God saved us to use us. No. God saved us to love us. 
Sometimes we even say that God saved us to serve us. Really, that is not the case. He saved us to love us and out of the overflow of his love, we are naturally motivated to want to serve him. He said, keep company with him. How will you learn? And learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Can you see that? Are you following the reading? He says, love like, love like, love like. Somebody say, tit for tat love no more. Now go to verse 3. Then he says, so he tells us what God's nature is. And then he says, don't allow love to turn into lust. Setting off downhill slide into sexual promiscuity, fitting practices, or bullying greed. Verse 4. He said, though some tongues, now look at this, look at this, look at this. He's telling you that be like God. That's all. And he's showing you how God is. Then he says, God loves then he tells you how love behaves. Then he says, some tongues. Somebody say some tongues. Uh-huh. Some tongues. Just love the taste of gossip. Ask your neighbor, do you have that kind of tongue? <laughs> yeah. They just love the taste of gossip. Hey, do you know what is new? <laughs> yeah, Fresh. This is fresh. Then he says, Christians have better uses for language than that. So, if you are a Christian, gossip is not supposed to be found in your vocabulary. Somebody say an amen. amen. Yeah. Don't. Don't. Then he says, Christians have better use of language than that. So, the better use of language. Then he says, don't talk dirty or silly. You see, the letters are very powerful. They tell you what is expected and what is not expected. He said, don't talk silly or dirty. That kind of talk does not fit our style. Somebody say, we have a style. Say, I have a style. You must have a style. When I was in secondary school, I used to have a style of walking. Yeah. Even today, those who look critically, they see a little bit inside. (laughs) Yeah. The way Jenny is nodding, she has seen it. He said, Thanksgiving is our dialect. Somebody say our dialect. It's your dialect. So when it comes to Thanksgiving, you should flow. When you enter a certain environment and you are speaking your language, immediately now, yeah, you feel good. You feel good. Ask those who travel abroad. The moment they meet somebody speaking their language, ah, hey, yeah, they feel fine. He said, Thanksgiving is our that should be the thing that flows out of you. In the book of Philippians, he says we should do all things without complaining so that we will manifest our identity. Don't complain. No. That's not our lifestyle. Number five. Thanksgiving is a gate opener. It's a gate opener. Somebody say it's a gate opener. May great doors open for you. It opens gates. Open gates. Open gates. Between now and 31st December, may every closed gate open for you. And may they open on the platform of thanksgiving. In the mighty name of Jesus. It opened gates. How was the gate to the prison house where Paul and Silas were kept open? Thanksgiving. Praise God. 
It opened the gate. They came out. Listen. <laughs> it opened the gate for something to come in and then they came out. So when we are thankful, it opened gates for things to come in and it allows things to go out. Open. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Come into his court with praise. Some hundred. Come into his court with praise. Come into his court. Please be thankful. Be thankful. Don't take the simple act of people for granted. Somebody washes your car for him. Thank him. Your husband opens the door for you to enter. Thank him. Don't pretend you have not seen it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are dating a man, watch him. You see, appreciation is a very, very important virtue in relationships. Appreciation. Appreciation. Because everybody is looking at something. The reason why you are not appreciative is because you are looking at something. And what you are looking at is the wrong thing. That's why you are not appreciative. And that same eye, if you take it and... I like it when the Bible says, when the Samaritan leper, when he saw, he saw something and then returned. What you are seeing is either making you thankful or thankless. And you can choose to focus on what will make you thankful. One of the greatest gifts we have as human beings is that we can focus our thinking. We can focus our minds. It makes us unique from all other creatures of God. You can focus it. You can focus that I see the good things in my wife. And you'll be thankful for your wife. And you can also see the bad things in her. Because everybody has both sides now. And you'll be complaining. And the more you complain, the more complex the features becomes. Everybody will always produce more of the good virtues in them that have been acknowledged and emphasized. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to see how good your husband is, stop complaining about how late he comes. Start talking about other things he does well. Yeah. Talk about it. Ah. Most of the time, we can talk for long about bad things and less about good things. We forget good things too quickly. Am I communicating to people today? You forget. That's why you have to constantly bring yourself to a place where you remember things. You forget. It's a gate opener. Somebody say gate opener. Close gate will open to you. There are some business gates that were closed. They will open to you. Relationship gates that were closed. They will open to you. In the mighty name of Jesus. A dating a lady, you come to her house, she cooks for you, find food, you eat. <coughs> and you just get up and go. If she's my sister, I'll pour water on you as you are leaving the house. Number six, Thanksgiving is guarantee. Somebody says it's a guarantee. It's a guarantee. <laughs> It's a guarantee. It guarantees stamps, some things. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. <laughs> when thanksgiving is attached, guarantee. Somebody say guarantee. Hey, with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, with let your request be made known to God and the peace of God. Can you see that? (laughs) With thanksgiving. Prayer, supplication. With thanksgiving. I like it. He didn't say praying, 
supplicationing. <laughs> he said prayer, supplication with thanksgiving. Don't end it. With thanksgiving. <laughs> when thanksgiving ends, prayer is delivered. Look at what Jesus said in John chapter 11 verse 42. He said, Father, I thank you always. I thank you. I thank you. Give me that text and let me close right now, right now, right now, right now. John 11, 41 and 42. And they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I thank you that you have what? Verse 42. And I know that you always, that's guaranteed, you always what? Hear me. You always hear me. Listen, let's be very honest with ourselves. God is no man. And there are times where out of his message he will respond to you, whether you are thankful or not. In fact, the Bible says he maketh his rain to shine on the grateful and the ungrateful. But let's look at it. That may be God, but human beings are different. Yeah? People help you, don't acknowledge it, they may not help you again. No be so. No be so. Yeah. And, and in fact, if Jesus actually also came to show us the Father, then though the father's nature is to make his rain to shine on the good and the bad. But the father also responds positively to uh, thanksgiving. Because when the man came, the single man came with thanksgiving, he said, your faith has made you whole. All the others went with healing, but he went with wholeness. There was something that was specifically reserved for the grateful. Gratitude will always set you apart. Be grateful. It's a guarantee. It's a guarantee. Guaranteed trust bank. Thanksgiving is grave. Somebody say grave. Say grave. It's grave. And I'm using grave in this sense. Unthankfulness is a grave sin. It's a grave word. It's a grave sin. It's a grave sin. Unthankfulness is a grave sin. You see, most of the time, there are sins I know that when we mention, you are like, hey, that's very, very bad. Eh? Can you give me some examples of some of those things? That's very, very bad. We don't want to mention them at all. <laughs> Fornication, I think, is one of them. Yeah. Meta. Ah, That's very, very bad. <laughs> but <laughs> God was listening to some things and in there was unthankful. Look at this. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 to 4 he's talking about how people will be in the last days he said but know this that in the last days perilous times will come now this happened he said perilous times will come and because of perilous times this is the category of people who will be on the planet this is how people are going to behave number one for people will be lovers of themselves lovers of money boasters proud blasphemous disobedient to parents and thankful and uh, say unholy unthankfulness if you are not thankful you are not different from an unholy person if you are not unthankful you are not different from a disobedient person if you are unthankful you are not different from a proud person somebody say an amen, amen. Romans chapter 1 verse 18 to 24 and I close that's my last text new international version for the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness he's going to tell us about things God reveals his wrath against 
Since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. Verse 20. For since the creation of a world, God's invisible qualities, eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. Verse 21. For although they knew God, somebody said they knew God. They knew God. They knew God. They knew God. One God does things, eh? Not only does he know what he has done, you also know it. There is a certain accident when you come through. Nobody should deceive you to let you think that you really uh, maneuver the steer. You should know that you are alive because of grace. You should just you should just know that for sure. He said they knew God. They neither glorified him. Nor gave him thanks. But they are thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. They knew God, but they wouldn't give him thanks. They knew that this is the act of God. I'm alive today because of God. I'm where I am today because of God. I'm where I stand today. I speak the way I'm speaking today because of God. They knew him, but they will not. The Bible says because they will not, go to verse 22. God gave them up. May God not give you up. He said, although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. 23. Ascends the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal human beings and birds and animals and reptiles. No, this, this was simply talking about the Israelites. When they messed up, they were worshipping all kinds of foolish things. Look at verse 25. Therefore, God gave them up over. You see, there is one place you never want to be. A place where God gives you up. Somebody say, a place where God gives you up. Yeah. Yeah. When human beings give you up, God may take you up. But when God gives you up, nobody is there for you. In the book of Psalms, he says, if my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord will take me up. The question is, if God also lets me go. And do you know that there are people God gives up on? Proud people. Proud people. Proud people. One of the things that the practice of thanksgiving does, it keeps you humble. Praise God. It keeps you what? It keeps you humble. To go to your office and at the end of the year, you look at your secretary who has served you in the office, you put something in an envelope apart from a salary and say thank you. You are saying that secretary, I need you as much as you need me. Yeah. That's what you are telling me. I need you as much. You are as important. I mean, but the average person it's more like the subordinates is at the mercy of the boss. Is that not how we think? Yeah. Those of you who are in the universities or you work in the universities, let Teu go on strike and you see how useless lecturers are. Teu. You know Teu? Teu is a tertiary education workers union. Teu. And when we talk about Teu, we are talking about those who clean the washrooms, administrators, and listen, me, I just want only those who clean the washrooms. Let them go on strike. And you see how messy. Let there be no ushers in the church. And you see whether pastor is a good preacher or not. Yeah. Because before people even come here to hear, the saint out there has sacked them already. They will even come in. Am I communicating here? Yeah. Look out. Don't take anybody for granted around you. Don't take your wife for granted. Don't take your children for granted. Don't take the people who work around you for granted. You may be paying them, but be thankful to them. Because the other people are paying others and they are stealing from them. 
There are other people who are paying others and they are taking them to places seeking to destroy their business. You have no idea. Learn to be thankful. I'm not, I'm not just talking about thanking just God. That's what we are doing. But I want, I mean, every year there are people on my list I give something to. I give something to my plumber. I give something to my laundry man. I, there are people on my list. Every year I give them something. Chickens. Do you say chickens? Time and us. No, yes, sir. Time and us. You see, who preach you? Now, okay, Kadia Yanka. With the best year, why? has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory success and limitless prosperity share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com get interactive with pastor afuakwa on facebook instagram and twitter for more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our services at our headquarter church from 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, which is our Excel service, and from 8.45 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. for our second service, which is our celebration service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santasa Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook, or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Every time I get it.